0: (音楽) Thank you. Buddy, and welcome back once again to another episode of the Discog Breakdown: colon Phil Elverum series. I figured I should do it accurately this time instead of saying the Phil Elverum discography breakdown, which is technically not the title of this series.
1: Yeah, I mean, what does it matter? Like, <laughs> in in pitching like other Discog Breakdown shows, in that in that spreadsheet we have most of the titles are like stupid puns yeah so, we didn't
0: really we didn't really get to do that um
1: i mean i'm fine with that it's our show the, this is the phil elverum discog breakdown um
0: pod eerie I there's, mean, not, but, there's not any really but, good ones
1: like i i don't really understand why we had it to uh re uh like I don't know flip it around like i don't know why we couldn't have just done like animal collective discog breakdown phil elver and discog breakdown yeah discog breakdown you know it
0: doesn't I, I suppose it doesn't really matter i guess if the series as a whole is is the discog breakdown and then yeah but in any case
1: i guess it, it probably looks better on like streaming apps
0: that's true that's a good point probably
1: more clear i guess because you can't see the whole title and then you can anyway. replace yeah yeah yeah. anyways hello
0: everybody <laughs> welcome back to another episode of the pod um we're talking about two albums today well one album and then a live album so pre-human ideas uh and then live in bloomington i guess we don't know what order we're going to talk about those in yet
1: yeah but. and uh i'm i'm alex
0: oh yes yes and i'm and... jake i don't think i said that Did yeah I? you didn't okay it's fine cool.
1: um <laughs> uh so yeah we're talking about those two two side little side releases we got a little interlude episode um we should probably thank the patrons
0: yes yes that's right so uh i have a list of our uh our patrons here this is including both the uh real ones tier and then the dave girl fan club tier patrons. yes so, um so uh, a big a big shouts out and a big thank you to derek uh, abbiello bex maize farms and mr boss xd thank you very much we appreciate the support
1: yes uh and if you if you would like to join this list of names uh it is five dollars a month plus plus other <laughs> um uh perks i guess i don't know uh rewards i don't know we got we got extra podcasts we got uh thriving discord that's true um, Truly, a a bustling utopian hub of a Discord. Um,
0: (laughs) Actually, though, it's it's that's actually accurate, and um, so we'll put a link. We'll put a link to that in the description. I'll try to remember to do that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Do Do you want to talk about uh, prehuman ideas first?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. All right. So, prehuman ideas. The the idea here, in case anyone doesn't know, is it's it's sort of like a Mount Eerie greatest hits album redone in an overtly electronic style. With, with, does that seem like an accurate description of what this is?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I, I've never, I've never seen it called a greatest hits album, but that's kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, kind of funny. I don't know. I mean, it's sort. It isn't. Isn't. It? It's not. I wouldn't say the tracks selected for this album are necessarily super representative of the Mount Erie discography it's I'd say in large part like clear moon songs um and like ocean yeah. and Roar, but but there's you know, you got some no flashlight in there got some dawn in there, I think there's a wind's poem song in there as well so it's you know there's some some range, I guess you could say
1: what what do we think what what purpose do we think this album serves?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. I I can't help but imagine that it's just sort of like him fucking around in GarageBand. Um,
1: yeah, it's that. I mean, ostensibly that is what it is. And, I
0: I think for one thing, Phil has been pretty vocal in the past about how he usually when he's recording his albums he doesn't record digitally. He you know like yeah re- re- records on tape, and this is clearly done digitally. Like the album artwork is him sitting in front of just a desktop computer with like GarageBand open and just you can see like the midi files and stuff so um it seems to me like it's sort of in ex- like him sort of experimenting in this medium that he is usually not operating in when he's making music but i don't really know
1: it was also another thing was it was like i guess he had just been making sort of like instructional tracks for his his live band members. Oh, interesting. Um, and and so this is what that is, just sort of like compiled and uh, Okay.
0: Yeah, well I, there was one thing I was going to ask your opinion about is if you think that or I don't know if this is even like a question. It seems to me that some of the like sounds on here are the original stems from the original songs. Like, he didn't re-record everything.
1: No, I don't think so. Like, the the two organs tracks? Those yeah. Are just, those are just isolated stems, yeah.
0: Definitely. And there's even a couple of the... I don't remember which ones in particular, but there's a couple uh, other songs on the track list where it, it seemed like it was almost just the normal track, but he was distorting his vocals on it or was doing that plus one or two other things. And then the rest of the instrumentation sort of seemed like how it already was. So I, I don't think that this is like an entirely like re-recorded project from the ground up. It's sort well, of like.
1: I, I think in general, they're, they're a little bit more stripped down, you know? Yes. Like, like simplify it a little bit. I think just so probably just so it's easier to hear specific parts to the songs
0: that's definitely true. Um,
1: and then obviously like the tracks from dawn are totally re-recorded (laughs) yeah yeah that's true yeah because i think he does see
0: me right that's the one or i say no
1: there's i see i say no is that it i guess that's it
0: i think that's it yeah see me is on the live album
1: and and then it, it really is mostly just um uh Clear Moon, Ocean, Roar tracks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, The Hidden Stone is Wind's Poem. Yeah. And then you get No Inside, No Out, which is No Flashlight. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the rest is Clear Moon, Ocean, Roar stuff. Um, So I guess calling this a Greatest Hits isn't super accurate. I mean, if I were to... Maybe
1: to it, someone. <laughs> maybe to
0: someone. Maybe to AJ or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I were to make a Mount Eerie Greatest Hits album, it would probably look different than this so yeah um
1: that would be such a weird and and kitschy thing it to would do.
0: it wouldn't like work <laughs> that well i mean it's almost yeah. like the albums are too like uh internally consistent for that to not be like lesser than the songs in their original context or something but um... yeah
1: absolutely like house shape within the context of of clear moon is one of the best mount Erie songs but i feel like if you just like slapped it in between like cold mountain and (laughs) yeah i don't know like wind's dark poem it would just be weird (laughs) (laughs) it
0: would be be. like you're gonna lose all that like sequencing and um you know context exactly so yeah um so like what do you think of like the pre-human ideas like as a concept like do you think <laughs> that, like do you think it like works well like what he's trying to do here
1: maybe maybe it was pertinent to ask what we think this is for to to answer this question because i don't that's, that's i don't know if saying this works well like
0: yeah it depends what he's trying to do
1: like I don't I don't know if you can answer that in a traditional sense cuz I don't this isn't really meant to be like an album or anything, you know. Does it work well as like an album? No, it's not that exciting, but it is just kind of like a a fun and interesting artifact.
0: It it feels like a novelty to me, which is fine. Um and I think that's probably what it's trying to be. I mean, I don't know. Like just look at that album cover. Like it's just so like it's just so funny to me that I yeah mean, it, it's definitely self aware like it's just not that it's bad but
1: well apparently that I think that was like a constructed photograph like he planned it in advance like he specifically bought donuts for it <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I'm pretty sure I I like I was like reading an interview or something and and saw him say that.
0: The, yeah, I mean, looking at it now, I've never really investigated this photo in that much depth, but, yes, it's you know, there's a little flower on the desk and like a cup of coffee. but I think um, it's
1: like specifically engineered to like sort of go against the the general image of of Mount Erie at the time, yeah, I
0: guess. yeah, exactly. I mean, I think some of the some of the songs on here are just really like wacky and weird and it like, um. <laughs> I don't know, it's like, it would be weird if he was taking it super seriously. Um, I think it's, like, fun, though. Like, I enjoy listening yeah. to it, especially knowing and enjoying the original songs. But if I had never heard Clear Moon and I listened to this, I would probably just, like, think that it's bad.
1: Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be a little confused, for sure. And maybe mm. it'd be like a... Well, you know, I think, uh, to, to pre-human ideas credit, like... We almost had this exact same thing before with eleven old songs of Mount Erie.
0: That's true, yeah, that's true. And that
1: wasn't very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think this is. Ba- I think this is better than that.
1: Oh, for sure. I I definitely agree.
0: And there are some moments on here that I think are like actually really like surprisingly beautiful and yeah that work kind of shockingly well like um i'm trying to think of a specific one like i say no i think i was oh yeah i I say no
1: is really pretty although listening to it it mostly just reminds me of like how great that song is in general
0: exactly yeah exactly Um,
1: but i do think like the tracks on this record are they are they are a little bit different like they're mixed a little bit differently and like do different stuff sometimes <laughs> and and yeah, like sometimes true. the lyrics are changed and yeah it it it's a weird mix of of what we already know and i guess just another version or or something
0: yeah yeah that's i think that's like a good way to put it um and i've i've thought similar things about other projects of his in a similar vein not where he's like redoing songs electronically but just you know he has many projects and just many various versions of pretty much all of his songs yeah and a lot of the times i'm like all right i enjoy this song because i like enjoy this song um regardless of like really how it's presented on this particular album Um, what
1: is what is different about this one is this one was like i think made more intentionally than than like Song Islands Two, you know?
0: Yeah, right. Where
1: like, yeah. Song Islands Two is just sort of like put together like these are other studio versions or whatever or you know, similar projects like that. Like the the Glow Part Two destroyed versions or whatever. I can't remember what that was called or or Song Islands one or whatever. Yeah. Um, whereas this one like I mean it was it was the sort of demo tracks for the band but it was also like i don't know he took those and and constructed this like
0: yeah well those other albums definitely seem more like they were kind of created as compilations and where maybe some things were recorded for them but it was probably mostly just like those songs already existed and so you might as well like throw them together on some sort of project whereas this is like like yeah clearly an intentional album where he's yeah. like i'm going to go make pre-human ideas now
1: yeah um, in in a weird way this is an album and not a compilation <laughs> yeah no
0: it's, it's definitely an album i would say
1: at least compared to the but it's not it's not like a mainline studio album at the same time it, it exists in this weird uh in yeah. between space it, it's hard to, <laughs> it
0: is hard to classify this because um, it's not an ep it's like the length of an album and it was given yeah. like i don't know like i feel like it was given like album treatment for the most part it's pressed to vinyl and
1: made made with intention distinctly yes. like sequenced to have a flow and a structure um it's a weird one um i i I can't think of any other artist who who i know of that has done something like this (laughs) i mean for for the best honestly i'm not not that i think this is like bad or something but it'd be weird if like like hail to the thief just had weird (laughs) like
0: (laughs) yeah right it's if you if you're a fan of these songs like clear moon ocean or like the sort of mid later era mount eerie stuff i would definitely suggest listening to this because it's at the very least i think you will find it interesting yeah Um, um i think
1: probably just like at the time it was probably just like a a fun little weird thing in between albums you know yeah, I guess yeah. Uh, like thinking from a from a, a fan's perspective, like the, a listener's perspective.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, th- it was released. Um, I guess it was released a pretty decent amount of time after. It was kind of released directly in between Ocean Roar and Sauna. So.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if any significant thought was put into this being like an item with longevity.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there. It, some of these uh sounds he's using and the sort of like the type of electronic music that this sounds like um does sort of sound a little like dated in some ways does that make sense to you in in any way like it- it's- I think
1: so but it also feels intentional in a way
0: <laughs> yeah it's hard maybe dated is the wrong word but it sounds like it was made on like, you can tell it was made on GarageBand, I guess, specifically. Yeah, like,
1: it, does, it does sound like 2013. Yeah, you know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um,
0: But on the opposite end of that, I feel personally like I would be remiss if I did not mention the several times that I wrote down 100 gex while taking notes <laughs> on this album. I mean, it's basically just the, like
1: pre pre gex ideas
0: (laughs) pre gex ideas yeah i mean it's just like the vocals that are i think what are doing that for me like the rest of it doesn't really have the same intense like hyper pop thing that 100 gex does. oh yeah yeah but i mean the like pitch shifted auto-tune vocals does get into some gex territory at at certain times throughout the album i would say
1: honestly though a a phil elverum 100 gex collab could work could
0: be really good i think it would be yeah
1: i, just, I agree. Just saying. why not yeah totally just saying yeah how can we lying. bring these worlds together <laughs> honestly i
0: feel like it's i feel like it's within the realm of possible things to happen i don't know Oh, for sure like if that did happen someday i would not i mean i don't think it was necessarily going to happen but if it did i wouldn't be like super shocked yeah i'd be like okay i can sort of make sense i can, I can yeah understand this this these two artists getting together
1: i feel like at the moment doing a collaboration like that probably isn't on phil's radar or or like something he's necessarily interested in but i could see like like post um ocean roar phil elverum
0: being into that maybe that's that's a good point that's a good point Um, yeah yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of if there's any specific songs. Like, I know there were specific ones that I was like, "Oh, this one reminds me of Hundred Gigs." Oh, "Lone Bell," I think, was one of them. Yeah, um, definitely. But, but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things on here. Do you have any like particular tracks that you wanted to like shout out or like? Just, just through? I say
1: no. I say no is my favorite. Yeah, uh, all these all these other versions of Dawn tracks just reinforce how great those songs are to me Mm -hmm. which is weird because like when i was getting into that album i thought that the songwriting wasn't really super spectacular or anything but they've just become so enduring for me and and uh i've even i've even like really acclimated to to the songwriting approach from that album i guess like Right. I think it's, I think it's, I think Dawn has some, I don't know, the way the songs on Dawn are written is, is like, different from how songs are usually written, I guess, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs>
0: I see what you're saying, yeah.
1: Like, structurally, they're weird, they can be really linear, you know? Yeah, that's um, true.
0: They, like, are all- some of them like end abruptly and they have like weird structures. I guess that is like yeah, somewhat common in like Oliver music, but it's like definitely more noticeable on Don.
1: Hearing it like hearing that songwriting structure for like stripped down folk songs with even like almost traditional like folk song tropes in the lyrics is interesting. Not that, not that the music is tropey, but I just mean like, I don't know the the sort of woodsmaniness of them. I guess.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: He, that that Phil him, he's a man of the woods.
0: <laughs> and that's you know that's actually a good point to to circle back to why I think prehuman ideas is such a funny is so funny conceptually. Also, is because of that sort of aspect to his music or like Don, where he's literally singing about like, I have to go chop wood and while I'm living in this cabin. And um, this album sonically is very far away from the kind of folksy rustic uh, qualities. I guess, I don't know. I wouldn't say Don is folksy, but you know, it's like, yeah, they, they are yeah. folk songs in that way. And then you listen to them on this album Um, And it just is sort of like, he's always talking about the natural world and and stuff like that. And this just sounds so far away from that, that I guess it kind of is like ironic or something.
1: Well, I feel like we've probably talked enough about uh, what essentially just feels like a weird diversion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Do do you want to any, any final thoughts or do you want to move on to um, live in Bloomington?
0: I'm yeah I'm I think I've said my piece on on (laughs) prehuman ideas I'm good to get I'm good to move on.
1: Cool. Uh, so I have a I have another another question for this for this one. Yeah. What what do we think is is the purpose of a live album?
0: That's a good question. I mean, because to be to be honest, I I don't really listen to live albums that much, like casually. Yeah. Um, And that's not even for like Mount Erie music, just like in general, I know there's very popular live albums out there. And I mean, I guess it depends what you're doing, because to me, it's like, for example, the like Carrie and Lowell live album or something, um, which is like a very renowned live album that people seem to love across the board. And I've listened to it and I think it sounds great, but it's like, you know, uh, I personally feel like I don't really get anything out of it that i don't already just get out of the album especially if i'm just listening to it i'm not like watching it on a like the internet or something so
1: that's interesting to me because the like a lot of the songs are really reworked for that live album so i feel like that would
0: that might have been a bad example
1: that would almost be an example of like to me like a live album that distinctly has a purpose where it was okay to be like To get out these other versions of these songs.
0: Maybe that was a bad example. And I haven't listened to it in a in a while. That's Um, fine.
1: I'm not I'm not trying to call you out or something. I was just like (laughs) scratching my head.
0: But I think But yeah, generally speaking, it's like I think the a purpose of a live album would be to like, I don't know, like I feel like live renditions of songs can be different enough to warrant wanting people to hear them like in this new context um, yeah
1: i think they can also be like a document of people or a place at a certain time you know like one of my one of my yeah. favorite live albums just one of my favorite albums in general and this is kind of a, a very popular pick but um is is nirvana's mtv unplugged in in new york um oh yeah and part of what makes that record special so special is is how like specifically intimate it is you know like half the songs he plays aren't nirvana songs (laughs) or they play sorry um it's not just kurt cobain but it does feel like a document of kurt cobain it feels like it does they were playing totally the music that he was into at the time and and like i don't know just the little bits of banter he has with the audience and with the other people on the stage and and the crew and stuff and just um and it's not even it's not even like i'm i'm like an enormous uh nirvana fan or or whatever but i don't know it just it always felt special in in a specific way um
0: yeah no i i, I agree i think that and in, in that album in particular i think is an, is another one that is to me like a lot of a lot of those songs are their own like distinct versions um and you know like if i want to listen to like all apologies or something like the unplugged version is like a completely different experience to me than um yeah you know the in utero version and i mean i feel like most live albums probably do a good job of capturing that especially if they're leaving in like the sounds of the audience and like the stage banter and stuff like that um i don't think there's like a uh like a problem with the fact that people always release live albums like i do think that people very often like do a really great job with
1: it yeah i i think it's i don't know I think, you know, not every artist needs to have a live album or, or needs to have more than one, for sure. Um, but I think live albums yeah. can be a cool thing to have. Um, and I'm certainly a, a person who likes to listen to recorded live music. Like, there is a period of a couple of years where I wasn't really listening to Radiohead studio recordings a lot, but I was just, like, putting on... uh recordings of their concerts on youtube pretty frequently and just listening to all of them um
0: yeah those are really fun to watch
1: and and uh i definitely like i'll i will seek out live music but it doesn't always feel necessary i guess um or like
0: yeah i don't know yeah i would agree with that
1: i've definitely like listened to live albums that just feel like worse for it in a way, like the music is worse for it. Yeah. And like it doesn't really add anything to the discography or anything. Um anyway, I think this is not one such example.
0: No, this album is actually extremely great. Like
1: Yeah. And and in it in like small ways, I think it is kind of a document of of a specific thing in a specific time, you know? yeah um like i love the, like the the little really awkward introduction <laughs> yeah, i <Bill> know does <laughs> <It's so funny. laughs> that that he left on the album um and it, it's kind of interesting that he he puts it on there you know like that's a specific choice that he wanted to document this little bit of like banter i guess when th- there isn't any other on the album except at the very end, I yeah, think. that's true. Um, that
0: so that is a good point. It's I I do wonder how much of or if any of of this was cut up or like I'm sure that they probably like edit out some of the empty space between tracks to make it flow more quickly. Well, but... yeah,
1: like I. Maybe I'm misremembering, but I'm pretty sure the only applause you hear is at the very end.
0: Well, right, so that's why I'm like, maybe I don't know. To me, the idea of Phil Elverum doing a or like Mount Erie doing a concert and Phil coming out and like doing some awkward like stage banter introduction, then just playing ten songs in a row (laughs) without saying anything, and then like leaving at the end, like that seems like that very well could have been the actual sequence of events on this album. And like, he just so happened to actually only say that like thing in the intro. I think that's
1: possible. Um, I will say that like the two times I have seen him, he cracked jokes. <laughs> yeah. that's <definitely> true. <laughs> and he was really funny. <laughs> um, like, I don't know when, so, two very different concerts, obviously. first time I saw him, it was in between A Crow Looked at Me and Now Only, and it was much more kind of somber and dark tone in the room. Um, But he still, like... He still talked with us, you know? Yeah, um, that's where and... I also
0: saw him, was in that same time period.
1: And then I saw him later with Julie Dwaran, and they talked together a lot, and like interacted with the audience and and so i don't know at least from that impression like i think phil is someone who does like to to chat with the audience a little bit um and certainly he did that he did that on on uh on wise old little boy quite a little bit in that Little that's documentary. true that's
0: true and we um, yeah we've we've and even those other microphone oh when well, one of those microphones concerts on youtube he does an entire q a session in the middle of the set <laughs> i forgot
1: about that yeah. yeah so yeah But i also could see him delivering a show where he doesn't talk basically yeah right um, right anyway i guess i guess what i'm trying to illustrate is that at least to me with my context it does feel like a distinct choice that like that little introduction is is one of the few bits of of talking that's left on the album and it you know it's like because it's such a choice it's kind of revealing something about like intentionally or not revealing something about the artist and and sort of what he's trying to achieve i guess or or how he he sees himself or how he sees this show you know yeah
0: it does a good job of sort of painting a, a picture of that you know specific concert like you kind of get a better gauge yeah. of, like the dynamic that he's got with the audience you can kind of tell how big the audience is too like when they're yeah like, laughing or whatever so
1: i kind of like what i think this album does really well is um sorry uh it's it it feels like you're at the show (laughs) yeah um without like literally experiencing the whole thing you know you don't hear the applause breaks and it flows like an album and it really works as an album um but you still feel like you're at the show one of my favorite moments on on this record is at the very end phil says like thank you good night or whatever and and there's a little applause and then or maybe i don't know and then and then a pause and then the song lollipop by the cordets starts playing mm-hmm. and it it just like it's such a i don't know it it really makes me feel like i'm at a show yeah and it's such a gentle nudge back into reality also just like like in the way the the music coming on at the end of the, a show is.
0: I was gonna say it. It makes me like miss concerts because that is the real thing that happens. Like oh yeah it, you know.
1: yeah more than anything else, it's made me like want to be at a concert.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
1: And and feel nostalgic for that a little bit. And um, it's also funny, you know. It's a funny it's a funny song to come at the end <laughs> of this album. And, uh, and you have
0: to imagine that it's like that. Probably wasn't even Mount like anybody related to like the the band's choice. Like it's probably just the venue that like you know choosing the song. I mean, I feel like that's you know. I don't effect. know. I guess I. I guess it could have been like filtered in.
1: So when when I when I saw Alex G, he came out to life as a highway and he also left to life as a highway (laughs) and i'm pretty sure i heard that he did that every show of that tour (laughs) 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 i i'm like i'm pretty like i think a lot of the time artists will choose the music they walk out to or or you know like that that play before they walk out but definitely i get the vibe that there there are a lot of instances where it is just like a venue playlist um right
0: it's like turn the main speakers on once the band is like taking their stuff down or something yeah yeah i do i do wonder about the the venue here like in bloomington i thought at first that it was in bloomington minnesota which is like a decently sized uh city but it's actually bloomington indiana which is like a just a random like it's a small town in indiana basically
1: i guess it's not, like, also, a small
0: town but there's a kind of nice
1: like not the sound quality is kind of bad but it's like sort of cozy recording of a of a microphone show in bloomington indiana
0: mm, yeah um, yeah
1: i think they play the poll and like uh mira's
0: there i think oh cool um
1: yeah i i, I like that that uh recording well here's the thing Uh
0: apparently this album was um recorded it was in i just i just read this on wikipedia i didn't already know this um it was recorded while they were opening for the band earth
1: interesting
0: so i know they toured together um i think i I think i knew that or maybe i didn't Maybe, like, AJ said that on the last episode or something, but... Um,
1: yeah, maybe that's specifically the tour he was referencing. Yeah,
0: interesting that they... Okay, so that, I guess... Uh, it does sort of, like, change my, like, mental picture of, of the concert a little bit. It's um, kind
1: of wild to imagine Mount Erie opening for someone. It is, you know? it is,
0: yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess it would... I mean, I guess it would have to... Like, in my mind, Earth is at least equal if not slightly less popular than mount eerie but i guess i don't know what well they, they're, they're like a much older band though that's another thing yeah so, i don't know
1: yeah i don't know and it's not like like mount eerie is not huge um <laughs> <laughs> phil r Elverham is not like a a mega famous artist um and and i think you know like i think a lot of people know about the glow part 2 yeah are, and are like familiar with that album in in some way but and and like a crow looked at me drew a lot of buzz too um, mm-hmm. there was that like attention from new york times and stuff and and that was pretty big but like otherwise you know i don't know how many people have like really listened to yeah uh, like no flashlight or something not saying that like not many people have. I'm sure plenty of people, but I just mean, you know...
0: Yeah, that's... No, that's definitely true, and I think this being in 2011, this concert kind of places, uh, you know, that's kind of right in the middle of The Glow Part 2 in A Crow to Me, so if we're talking about, like, the amount of eyes on Mount Eerie's work, was, this is probably, like, uh, a relative, like, low point for that. I would say he's, like, yeah. relatively established now, like, especially because... You know, I think he did gain some permanent popularity from "A Crow Looked at Me" and the the subsequent albums. So, Um, yeah,
1: and and like, I don't know. Not to like downplay, like Phil is a career artist, and and has attained enough success to be that. You know, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, we we aren't we aren't talking about like like vampire weekend you know <laughs> <What> <laughs> um, eerie
0: opening for vampire weekend that would be funny be fun show. <laughs> that would be a good show yeah why not um
1: <laughs> maybe maybe two two different vibe wise
0: there's that lyric on now only about him with like father john misty and Wise Blood or something
1: yeah and and outside of skrillex's tour bus
0: yeah so i'm like i don't know the
1: the way he says skrillex is really funny he like he really pronounces the x like skrillex skrillex it's like i i don't know it always stands out to me and like the first time i heard it i laughed almost because of that
0: exclusively (laughs) (laughs) it's like how my dad would say it or something yeah yeah yeah, but I mean, like uh, I could—I don't know. It seems like Vampire Weekend might—they probably know who Mount Erie is. Like, oh, I'm sure it could happen.
1: I think. Oh, oh, like I think Phil tweeted about Time Crisis.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think wasn't that a thing? That definitely was a thing.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe like he'll go on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Any? Yeah. Okay. So to yeah, I guess to to get us back on track here we've probably been off topic for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah what what do you any like standouts me, me over
1: explaining that that mount erie is not huge <laughs> 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 uh, i would say i i think my favorites are um stone's ode and and the place lives i really love the the long extended version of stone's ode i think it's really beautiful
0: yeah no i really yeah a lot of uh a lot of atmosphere to that one i think it's kind of a nice way to i guess that's not the close. for a second i thought that was the last song they played but
1: i think those are the last two i think it's stone's, stone's ode, ode and the and, place uh, the place lives.
0: lives yeah i like the um there's the, in in stones it's just like a little detail in stone's ode at the end there's like a quiet sort of like pitter-patter sound in the background that makes it seem like it's raining um at least I think that's what it's trying to do.
1: I think I remember was, noticing like, that
0: a fun little like 4D uh, live <laughs> album listening experience. When
1: when will when will they start releasing albums that smell? Yeah, right. Or, <laughs>
0: I want my like uh, laptop to spray water on me when I'm listening to <laughs> Solar System.
1: God, that would that be something.
0: I mean I guess you could just like go outside.
1: You you get you get physically wet every <laughs> yeah. time you listen to the album Mount Eerie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be like fun once and then I would <laughs> and it's just like, well I'd never want to listen to this ever again.
1: It's the that's the ultra deluxe version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: um other songs that I liked on live in Bloomington though. I really love Between Two Mysteries um i don't really have any reasons why i'm just like kind of listing the ones i like really liked house shape um although i did think house shape was pretty like uh a pretty different rendition from the clear moon version like an interesting interpretation of that song i think Um,
1: i remember i think this was released before clear moon was
0: it was it was yeah. yeah um so that's a good point i don't know if i mean i i think one of my favorite parts about how shape is sort of how smothering it is um and this version is not that really it's more just sort of atmospheric um and pretty and there is still that sort of crescendo but okay uh, sorry
1: the the it was released after clear moon but the concert was before
0: oh yes 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 it was yeah. recorded september twenty eleven yeah at least in 2013 yes okay so that does make sense um so yeah regardless house shape might have sort of grown more into how it, how it is on the album but i do think it's a pretty distinct version that i also like uh separately yeah um he played carl blau which i thought was fun yeah um, just a really random like microphones deep cut basically um from it was always stayed in the water i guess i don't know if that would be considered a deep cut or not but
1: i i think so <laughs> probably yeah i mean you know there are like give or take one or two big microphones albums and it was hot we stayed in the
0: water is not, is one, not of one of them <laughs> and that's also like not even the top like three most popular songs on that album so yeah Blau's yeah most definitely a deep cut um yeah that i'm glad got it's it's definitely the most random choice on this album which is also yeah kind of the same era as pre-human ideas where it's like wind's poem it, clear moon ocean roar type stuff um he did play see me though
1: which is that was like, good the
0: only Don song to make it on the set list um, yeah very interesting with that uh like tame impala synth going on in the background I just thought sort of like you were saying with the pre human ideas, it's interesting to hear Don songs that aren't just stripped down acoustic versions,
1: yeah um sorry uh, i I had like a weird thing um, <laughs> in my throat um I feel like th- I feel like this album has just like a really warm tone throughout, you know,
0: yeah, it's um. A lot of like soft palette, like synth sounds.
1: Yeah. I I almost mean that sort of in the sense of like cozied up inside during a blizzard. I don't know. Weirdly, that is the that's the feeling I get from this. Well, Um,
0: as someone who actually listened to live in Bloomington, cozied up in a blizzard today. (laughs) uh, I can confirm that to be true. Um, Great yeah <laughs> i I was like i would say that i i've I, I mean i've listened to this album like a handful of times since we've been preparing for this and it's definitely been growing on me like the first time i heard it i was like yeah okay like i like the songs and so i like hearing them but like the i don't know there's definitely some unique things going on and some things that put these versions you know separate like they separate them from the original versions in a in a cool way so. yeah um i want to mention the the place i live vocoder version um i think that's what it is where it's like uh it's not auto-tune but it's like uh yeah i don't know how those things work um yeah that was interesting yeah i thought it was i thought it was fun a bunch of people in the like rate your music comment section were talking about how much they hated it and i was like oh it's kind of fun though <laughs> <laughs> For
1: some reason, I remember you mentioning this to me. I thought you were saying that that they were like they were saying it 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 like it's by far the the best track on the album, which I was confused by.
0: (laughs) Oh no no no! no. I was like, I mean, it's it's good,
1: but but
0: really? (laughs) No, yeah, it was the opposite. There's yeah uh, yeah they were saying it's by far the worst song on that album, which I'm like, come on.
1: That makes sense to me, but who cares? Also? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, <laughs> worst, worst relative to what? Like, like it's not that bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, what's the point of like, yeah, like, having that sort of ranking going on in your head? Um, but yeah, the
1: the very worst skittle in the
0: bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing, my one like critique of this album that I had was, um i thought the and like this makes total sense so like the song lone bell has a trumpet in it and i you know i guess they could not find a trumpet trumpeter how do you say someone who plays the trumpet
1: i think trumpeter trumpeter. is right
0: so they instead used like a fake trumpet like synth that i thought sounded sort of like oh yeah. yeah
1: it did it did sound a little goofy
0: but that was like the only real, like, only real thing that I thought was even like worthy of mentioning as, as like a critique on this album. Um, mostly, had a good time. I'm, I'm curious to see how it. Like, there's a lot of Mount Eerie live albums. Um, there's live in Copenhagen, and especially the other one that we're going to talk about, what live in Seattle, that also came out in
1: 2013.
0: Yeah. Um like there's some overlap between the track lists i think so i'm kind of interesting to see kind of how that i mean the concerts themselves are a couple years apart but um yeah i don't know you don't i mean not a lot of artists release so many live albums i guess it's just interesting to yeah hear the reasoning
1: we'll we'll get to these releases eventually uh it's a very big discography (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea we would be recording almost 24 hours of content about Phil Elver.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think when all is said and done, we are going to have 23 episodes. I think more 23 plus question mark. Yeah, I I don't know.
1: How many do we have now?
0: I want to say this is including interludes, our 17th like episode, like our 17th piece of content
1: wow and then we've got Sauna, the rest of Mount Erie, uh
0: Crow looked at Crow me. Crow looked
1: at me, now only. Lost uh, Wisdom Part two. Lost Wisdom Part two and and the microphones in twenty twenty, which is six more episodes. So I guess you're right, twenty three. But who knows? Phil probably released something before we're done just to spite <laughs> us. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true, that's true
1: not despite us just just that's just what he do it's it's not his fault
0: <laughs> imagine it is despite us that'd be <laughs> that'd be crazy
1: new new mount eerie album titled fuck you indie heads podcast <laughs>
0: Yeah, that I was gonna say that implies not only that um, Phil Elverum's aware of the podcast's existence, but that he hates it enough to make <laughs> music about how much he hates it. That would be really funny. I'd like, I would be uh, into also, that honestly. Uh,
1: pr- maybe a little crushing. <laughs> <laughs> I think if he did that, we'd have to stop
0: yeah probably i mean i mean it's his (laughs) music after all
1: yeah or or we'd keep going just just as a as a fuck you back
0: well yeah i was gonna say if he if he's spiting us with an album then we might as well spite him back by reviewing it
1: spite him with more content about his music start a second series where we talk about each song individually (laughs) oh my god
0: yeah. That would that, be
1: so long. That's
0: how you get 24 hours of content of just the glow part 2 alone. <laughs> I don't think that's like necessarily We could do that. Was. I don't know if it would be good, but we could do it. Yeah, I don't think it would be good. Um but it would Yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like I could I could talk about a 90 second song for 1 hour, but <laughs> I don't know if anybody who actually wants that or should want that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm bored. Just is that good though?
0: <laughs> How far can you like? You know, you have a, a I have an entire podcast that is dedicated to going through each individual Blink 182 song. We could dive further in and do an entire series about just I am bored. Like, <laughs> you know, section by section.
1: Yeah, like each each uh each episode covers like, like five to ten seconds of the song.
0: (laughs) You you and I inadvertently just like destroy the indie heads podcast. We lose all our subscribers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If if we released enough content fast enough, we could do that. I feel
0: that's that's a challenge.
1: (laughs) Just just put enough schlock into the world. Although Viper has made a name for himself doing the exactly that, so
0: are we the Viper of podcasts? <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, yeah, well, no, so. there's there's no comparison. <laughs> At least not yet. Um, right, you're saying we could get to that level, though. <laughs> I I don't think I'd I'd be capable. No, I just yeah, don't that's... think i I don't think I have the energy for that. we should wrap up, yeah we should um, wrap... <laughs> uh thank you for listening uh if you've if you've listened to this point, wow,
0: I don't believe you yeah <laughs> um, leave a comment in below if you actually got here I would yeah. Maybe... It i would be sort of shocked
1: (laughs) yeah yeah send us send us a little note if you're if you're actually hearing this right now (laughs) if you continued listening when we just started talking about inside baseball on making this podcast (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) um All all right
1: well we'll we'll be back soon with uh our episode on sauna yep hopefully uh, and then after that, we're taking a little break because we are—we have officially planned a date for the um, the car commercial number ones.
0: It's gonna be radioactive, baby.
1: Oh God! Jake likes that song. Isn't yeah. that fucked up? Jake thinks that's a great song.
0: Radioactive colon, good song. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. Uh, Goodbye.